podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another World Cup edition of the Dream Team Professor podcast. This is a slightly different episode where I'm going to be showing you my strategy to using transfers in the knockout stages of the tournament. So I think the best place to start is with a World Cup predictor. Um, I did mention this in one of my earlier episodes and I was using the Telegraph one, but they put a paywall on that one and I'm not going to be paying to use a World Cup predictor. So there's one from Eurosport that you can use that's free for now, I guess. Um, and what I do is fill out this predictor. Now all of the teams are through to the uh, round of 16. This round of 16 column will fill out on its own. And then you can just go through and tick who you think is going to win each fixture one by one through the rounds all the way to the final. Um, so I'd recommend that you did that yourself um, because yours might look different to mine. But really, I've not gone out there with any crazy picks. Um, the round of 16, I've pretty much just chose the favourites. And then the quarterfinals was obviously a bit tougher, but I've just gone for who I um, think will win these games. So then once I've done that, um, I've used this as a rough plan so that I can split my team in a way that I don't think I'm going to have to burn too many transfers by my players being eliminated. Um, and so, yeah, I'll use this as a rough guide. And I've also tried to split my team roughly, not completely, but roughly into half and half for sides of the draw. So obviously on one side you can see you've got uh, Netherlands, USA, Argentina, Australia, Japan, Croatia, Brazil, Korea. And then you've got England, Senegal, France, Poland, Morocco, Spain, and Portugal, Switzerland. So if you can roughly split your team in half, there's just less chance, I think, that your players are going to end up knocking each other out of the tournament and you're going to have to make unnecessary changes. So I've done that roughly, um, but I think it's not entirely um, it's not entirely necessary until you get to that quarter-final stage. And that's because the way the round of 16 draw has come, um, I think there's also some games where there are some potential big point hauls or games that seem a bit more easy to predict. So, for example, you've got Netherlands, USA, Argentina, Australia, um, Brazil versus Korea, England versus Senegal, and I'd probably say Spain versus Morocco as well. You might maybe think Portugal versus Switzerland, but I think they're the sort of games where you'd expect the favourite to go through. But we know that in the group stages, there's been a lot of upsets, but I don't think you can really plan for them. You want to plan for the, the most likely outcome, I think. Um, so it's not essential then, but you might want to, even though Netherlands might end up playing Argentina in the next round, you're probably still going to want to have Netherlands players against the USA and Argentina players against Australia, for example. But then come the semi-finals and quarter-final stages, that's when you are going to want to split to give yourself the most chance of having players in the final and the later stages and not having to make too many transfers. So personally, once I've done this predictor, I'm looking at Brazil and France as my two teams that I think are going to make the final. So I'm going to potentially, as we move through the stages, try and add players from these two teams as we go along the stages, just so that I can have a more likely chance of having players in the final. One thing I would just mention though, is as I was planning this out in my head, the only thing I can see wrong with this already is that just because you are going to end up with players in the final doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be players that score you the most points. 
I do expect as we get towards the semi-final, the final, and maybe even the quarter-final, these games are going to be quite tight and there might not be so, um, so many point hauls. So you still might want to really go for those round of 16 games to ensure more points. But really, it's a gamble either way. So here's my team pre the round of 16, the vlog team that I've been putting in my regular episodes. So we've got Nopper in goal, Trippier, Ake, Shaw, Maguire. I've got Musalia that's been eliminated. I've got Vinicius Jr., Asensio, Messi, Gakpo and Harry Kane. Um, I've got eight, 18 transfers left, 0.5 million in the bank. And then just to break it down into um, a split of the group, like I said, where I'm trying to mix it up, I have actually got five players from the top half of the draw and five players from the bottom half of the draw. And then I've got um, Salia that's been eliminated. So he was 3.5 million. And I think that I'll be taking him out for Olmo. Um, he faces Morocco towards the end of the week or a bit later on. Um, so that would bring me down to 17 transfers out of 30 left. And then I would expect all of these players to progress to the next round. So not um, my well, I've got Nopper, Ake and Gakpo that are going to be playing the USA. And then I've got Trippier, Shaw, Maguire and Kane that will be playing Senegal. Vinicius Jr's got Korea. Asensio and Olmo will have Morocco. And then Messi will have Australia. So all teams that would be pretty much favourites to go through. So if all these teams did go through and it all went to plan, um, I'd have 17 transfers left and 0.5 in the bank. But looking at that quarterfinal on the uh, predictor, this is where we start to get the problems if you don't plan in advance. So Netherlands versus Argentina. Um, if you, you might think that Netherlands and Argentina have got really good fixtures for the round of 16. So if you loaded up on a lot of those players, you're then going to find these players playing against each other. And then there's a good chance that you're going to lose quite a few players. Like, for example, my team at the moment, Nopper Ake Gakpo versus Messi. So if Argentina win, like I think they probably would in this game, obviously it's going to be close. Um, I could end up losing three players straight away here. And then the other big clashes too, um, England versus France. If France win, like I expect, I'm going to lose Trippier, Shaw, Maguire and Kane. So already three Holland players and potentially four England players. So seven players I'm going to be losing. And then you have got Portugal versus Spain too. So depending on how you think that goes, I could lose another two. So even though it looks like you've got a lot of transfers, you could quite easily end up losing a lot of players early on in these knockout stages. So I'm trying to sort of compensate for that by looking at that Brazil versus Croatia game. I think Brazil are going to go to the final. They've got Croatia. They've got, before the Croatia game, they've got Korea. So what I would then look to do, and I'm going to look to do, is reduce the risk on the other players, Ake and Trippier from England. And I'm going to bring in two Brazil players. This is all hypothetical. Injuries could happen. These players might not be in the lineup, but I'm just planning as best as I possibly can. So I'm going to look to bring Militao in for Trippier and then I'm going to bring Sandro in for Ake. And that way I've got Brazil um, playing Croatia, which I think is a better game. And I'm not going to lose extra players um, because they've knocked each other out. These transfers would take me from 17 transfers down to 15. And then I'd have go from 0.5 in the bank to 0 in the bank. But I do like this setup. 
And then one thing that I did discover when planning this out as well is that you don't necessarily have to break your transfers down into rounds of the, of the stages. So you get free transfers a day. So what I've actually found that I can do is if I go back a slide, this team here, I can actually have, because they play first, I can have Nopper, Trippier, Ake, Shaw, Maguire all play in their first games. So Netherlands versus the USA and England versus Senegal. Then once those games are played and I've got those points, I can then take out Trippier and Ake for Militao and Sandro. And I'm almost getting an extra game out of it um, rather than making the changes, leaving it and then making those changes in the quarterfinals. So that's what I think I'll be doing. The main point being for those quarterfinal stages, a lot of these games, Netherlands, Argentina, um, England, France and Spain, Portugal, if it goes that way, they do look like they're quite 50-50 games. You wouldn't want to, you, you wouldn't be able to call who's the winner with a lot of certainty in my opinion. So it looks like uh, they will be going into the quarterfinal games with Nopper in goal who will potentially be playing Argentina, Militao and Sandro from Brazil who could be playing Croatia if it goes the way I expect. And then Shaw and Maguire versus France at the back, which I'm not too confident about. Um, two Spanish midfielders in Almo and Asensio, potentially playing Portugal. And Vinicius Junior also playing Croatia. Then up front, I'll have Messi playing against Netherlands, Cody Gakpo playing against Argentina, and Kane versus France. So looking at that, I'd probably expect Nopper to go out, Shaw to go out, Maguire to go out, Kane to go out, and Gakpo to go out. So again, another five transfers potentially that I'll have to make. So you can see that your team starts to drop like flies in these uh, knockout stages if you don't plan it too well, or if you don't save enough transfers, you could be in a bad situation. So then I move on to the semi-final stages and look at the predictor again. And I stress again, this is only gonna be if the games go the way I expect. Um, if you've left enough transfers though, you should be able to take another route if a different team qualifies. So after I've moved the, uh, or removed the England players and the Holland players that I expect to go out, um, I'll then have 10 transfers left after I make these changes. So I'm gonna move Nopper out to Allison. I could move Maguire out to Hernandez from France and Upamecano in for Luke Shaw. I could do Giroud for Cody Gakpo and Griezmann for Harry Kane. That's obviously all these players could change depending on who goes through. But if it does go the way of my predictor, these are the changes that I could pencil in. I don't necessarily think they are the best highest scoring potential players, but they're the players that I can fit into my system with the budget that I've got. It'll be different for your teams. So then looking at how this team is set up, Alisson, Militao, Sandro, Upamecano, Hernandez, Olmo, Vinicius Jr, Asensio, Messi, Giroud and Griezmann in the semi-final, I'll have potentially Brazil versus Argentina and France versus Spain. So then I have to plan for what if that does happen, what transfers would I need to make then and how many transfers would I lose? So I had 10 originally and I've got eight out of this 11 that I expect to reach the final. So I'd expect that Messi would probably go out to Brazil and Olmo and Asensio would go out to France. That would mean three transfers to make to get to the final. And then I would obviously hope to have a full 11 for the final.
that this would be my my team going into the final if everything went as planned. Um, I'd have Alisson, Sandro, Upamecano and Hernandez. I've got two eliminated players in Olmo and Asensio. I've got Vinicius Jr. I've got an eliminated Messi and I've got Giroud and Griezmann. So I've actually got 10 transfers here going into the final, which obviously seems a lot of transfers and it is a lot of transfers. But we're just at the planning stage at the moment. So if I do look at this now and think 10 transfers left for the final, that's far too many. I can then go back and look at those round of 16 games or the quarterfinal games. And if I decide that I want to make a punt on one of these players, um, I don't know, I wanted to bring in uh, Mbappe early or I wanted to bring an extra striker in against Australia, something like that. Um, I now know that I've got a lot of transfers by the end and I can go back and take those risks earlier on and it won't be too damaging to my team by the end. So there's that way of looking at it. Or there's the other method of that I could actually pretty much change my entire team for the final um, or make a lot of changes near the semi-final as well. So if the semi-finals don't go as planned and Argentina go through and Spain go through, I can then completely change my team again to make sure I've got players for the final. And I've kind of got two options then for the final. Um, it's do I split my team kind of in half or do I go for the team that I'm certain it's going to win. Uh, either way, it's a risky strategy because I kind of think the World Cup final is going to be a bit of a flip of a coin and probably quite a tight game. But you have got that choice then with that many transfers left if you have if you have saved them for yourself. So this is pretty much the way I'm going to approach it. Um, I definitely recommend doing that, doing this sort of planning at, at least at this round of 16 stage because then you can you can just find out like. I mean, I've got a lot of transfers going into this, into this knockout stages. It's not, I've, I've done all the teams and I've got some teams with less and some teams with more. But if I go this route of planning, I can at least have an idea of how many transfers I think I could have left by the final. And I'm not going to get to the semi-final or quarter-final stage and think, oh crap, I've got three players playing in the final. Or if I don't be careful, I'm going to have no players by the semi-final kind of thing. It just stops you from getting caught out because things can happen. And I've mentioned to a few people um, in the Euros, I had a full Holland block, I think it was, at one point last year. And they were playing the Czech Republic. And I thought, that's a brilliant game. All in, the points are here. And Holland got a red card and ended up losing 2-0. And I think I had to make like five transfers. And it meant by the semi-final and the final, I think I had four or five players playing. Maybe even, yeah, maybe four players and it just really limits what you can do. And I think it makes the experience of it a bit less enjoyable as well. It's quite good to go into the final knowing that you have got a full team. But the only caveat of this is that just because you've got, and I think this is, could be my downfall as well. So I don't know what the perfect strategy is, but just because you have got players in the final doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna score the points. There's probably more chance that the points are gonna get scored in those round of 16 stages where there's a few easier fixtures but this is the way I'm going to do it and by doing this I see that I have 10 transfers left in theory by the final so I've either got a few extra if things do go away from my plan or things do go wrong or I know I can take a couple risks if I do see a lineup and think you know what I think that player is going to really score well but he isn't in my long-term plan I have got the three transfers left 
available to make those more riskier options. So I think this is the best way, in my opinion, of at least planning it. These transfers that I'm showing you here, they might not be the best transfers to make, but I do think that you should maybe go this route in considering how to plan your transfers going through the stages rather than just doing them game by game because that's when you will come unstuck. That is my take on how I'll be using my transfers in the knockout stages. I hope this is relatively helpful for you. I know not everyone's going to have the same amount of transfers as me going into the knockout stages, but at least you can still follow this route of planning it and you just make less transfers along the way or you might want to just take less risks along the way just to make sure that you have got a fairly competent team by the quarters, the semis and the final. But yeah, I don't know if this is the, the best way of doing it, but if it works, this video is going to be up there for us to look back on for next next uh, Dream Team tournaments. And if it flops, well, it'll be here for us to see this is what not to do. So either way, it might be useful. Um, and if you have taken anything valuable from this video, please do like and subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're listening on Spotify as well, um, please do give us a follow on there. But thanks for watching and good luck in the knockouts. Sports Social Podcast Network.